Visit us online at privatesweetmag.com to check out the latest issue and connect with us on all of your favorite social media websites. All right, hello everyone. Welcome to the Private Suite Podcast. My name is Rich. I am joined here with Matt and Uriel. Hey, what's up? We are going to be your host here for the Private Suite Podcast, talking about anything and everything Vaporwave and whatever else we want to talk about this week. So guys, how are you doing this week? Very uh, good. Pretty well. You? Not too bad. Can't complain. It's been an interesting week with what's uh, what's been going on so far uh, with the uh, haircuts for men. We'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but this is the first episode. How you guys feel? You guys excited? Oh, yeah. yeah, I'm excited and nervous a little bit, too. Don't sound too nervous, so it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is going to be fun. We're going we're gonna to use this to talk about um, basically anything in the Vaporwave community. Anything that we want to discuss, we feel is important to be discussing in the Vaporwave community. Uh, it's going to be a pretty casual, uh, casual way to do it, just chatting about it. Um, a little more laid back than I think what we do with the magazine, but... Speaking of the magazine, um, as I'm sure there's some people listening to this that are not familiar with what Private Suite magazine is, um, let's just go into that and, and discuss it. So, Matt, did you want to uh, give us a little overview of what Private Suite is? Yeah, sure. So, uh, basically, Private Suite magazine was a project started by the one and only me. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a, a project that's like, uh, we call it the um, whatever. Um, it's a, it's a community project for everyone to like work together and build together as a community. So it's not just a bunch of artists, you know, throwing songs around. We're, we're kind of like bringing the community together and letting people help each other out. Yeah. We're basically, uh, you know, talking about vaporwave news and, and basically being a single source for anything and everything vaporwave related. Um, and we have people on this project from uh, literally all over the world helping out um, in different ways. could be writing. It could be just design of the magazine. Um, just any kind of help we can get. Matt is our director um, for this. Uh, Uriel, um, you know, what have uh, you, know, you been working on? What's your, what, what have you been helping out with in this project? Basically, I'm like an assistant contributor. I help out on writing articles and this podcast. Awesome. Well, yeah, so the, the magazine has, we've had three issues out so far. Um, they've been all posted online, all digital magazines. Um, and then we recently decided to uh, get this podcast going and, and use this as another outlet to um, explore new stuff in the Vaporwave community. So, um, initially, we're going to have the magazine uh, come out every other month as it has been. And then this podcast is going to be on the opposite month. Um, so when there is not a release month for the magazine, we'll have an episode of this podcast out. Um, and that's that's what we're going to do for now. Um, we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah. So let's so, keep it moving. Yeah. What's, what's up? All right. So we're going to talk about our favorite songs at the moment, right? Yeah, let's let's get into uh, what we've been listening to this week. What have you know? What what have you been jamming out to? Yeah, I really wanted to say this because like I was kind of excited. I finally found like a free version of like a Echo Jams. It's hard to find it if you don't have any money. 
Especially if you're me and you can only afford fast food and shit. Echo James okay. is honestly pretty good. It's not like just, oh, uh, Moniotrix just took a bunch of samples and then he just like cut them around. He did a little bit more with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was one of my favorite Vaporwave albums too. Especially when I first got into it. That was like the album for me. That seems to be the, the album for a lot of people coming in. I think that's that's one of the cornerstone albums of this genre that a lot of people kind of get drawn into that floral shop and stuff like that or, or like vaporwave 101 it seems like mm-hmm. i mean it was like debatably the first vaporwave album so that that is true also <laughs> so honestly i just came into it like yesterday literally yesterday because it's such <laughs> like a hard find for a long time because yeah. apparently youtube took it down or some shit and Bandcamp didn't have it what so, so the way I got into a vaporwave was um, across 82, 89s, um, a million miles away, which is honestly more future funk and by extension yes. French house. Yeah. But I consider it vapor with like the sampling and the editing mm-hmm. they have in that one, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Macross 8299, that's what I was going to say. Um, I have been listening to that specific album this week. I have had it stuck in my head and that is what I've had playing. Um, is a million miles away. Um, to me, that is probably one of my favorite albums. It's just, it's so easy to listen to. It's just so catchy. I just, I, I love it. Um, so I've been, I've had that and a bunch of other Neon City stuff um, this <laughs> week playing. Um, so yeah, Matt, what have you, uh, what have you been listening to? Um, I have been listening to a little bit of Jeju Digital. Uh, there, they okay. put an album out and it's going to be reviewed in next issue of private suite so i decided to take a listen and it is very good uh it kind of has like a a sad you know undertone to like the whole thing mm-hmm. and uh i got a, cas- a whole box of cassettes from like a garage sale a while ago so i've just been listening to like random stuff <laughs> random so, <laughs> old cassettes and whatnot yeah it's like it's like some person's mixtape from like the late 90s so nice nice I actually I assume there's plenty of hard hitting gangster rap of vanilla ice. <laughs> <laughs> no, nice, nice. Um, I actually just got the uh, the million miles away cassette this week. It actually just came in uh, came in the mail. So I am I haven't had a chance to actually listen to it yet, but I'm pretty stoked about that. That is one cassette that I've actually been really dying to get my hands on. Really? Finally, glad that it uh, it came out. Yeah. Or I should say they re-released it. It's been out numerous times now, but it sells out instantly because they put like 100 copies of it out for the world and it instantly gets sold. I've never been a big fan of Macross. I don't know. <sighs> really? I'm, I mean, okay, you know I understand why you wouldn't be, but like, I honestly think Macross is a pretty good starting point to just Vapor, period. Not because yeah, yeah. he's very representative, but because he sounds a lot more like funk and pop than other people, mm-hmm. kind of like St. Pepsi. Yeah, it's like not even it, you don't even have to be like into vaporwave to really like Macross yeah, 8299. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's such a it's so catchy. Like so, I was at the the Young Bay concert in New York City a couple weeks ago. Nice. Um, and Macross 8299 was supposed to be there. Um, that that was why I went to that show specifically because I knew the two of them were going to be there, and he didn't show up. I guess there was some kind of visa issue with him coming into the U.S. So it was just Young Bay. However, so at towards the end of the show. Um, you know, Young Bay is like you know, doing everything, and, and it's 
been really cool, whatever. He's like, you know, sorry, you know, Mac Ross couldn't be here. You know, let's turn up for him. And he started playing um, one of his songs and it just, everyone just went nuts. And it was such a cool song. Even if you've, you're not even into the genre, it's just, it makes you want to move and jump around. It, just, it was, it was, it's great. So I don't, I, just, I can't understand how you cannot not like him. Uh, to each their own, you know, eh? I guess so. <laughs> Do you I go mean, to a cool. lot of Vaporwave concerts, or was that like... No, that was the first one. Oh, really? <laughs> Did, was it, like, any different from, like, a normal concert? I mean, if you've been to, like, a DJ set somewhere, that's basically what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's not really mixing anything there, but yeah. he's just... It's, it's like a DJ set, and it's, you know, all the stuff from his albums. And then, like, random other songs, like, in the middle of it, all of a sudden, um, getting jiggy with it by will smith just displayed and everyone's like okay this is awesome and then like a couple of the random songs like throughout it but it was fun it was like a it's like a dj party basically it's you a sure lot of fun. was getting jiggy with it not like he's the greatest dancer by sister sledge no i am 100 percent sure that is getting jiggy with it because i know every single word to that song <laughs> for better or worse uh and i know that that was getting jiggy with it by will smith nice <laughs> yeah, I've heard I've heard like normal vaporwave concerts aren't very exciting. They're just kind of Well, yeah, I mean, I guess like Have you listened to most vaporwave? It's not exactly <laughs> like a party genre. No, I mean, like I could imagine like, you know, future funk is one thing because you're like, you know, you kind of want to move around with it, but you know, you wouldn't want to go like listen to Floral Shop be played Are like you with <laughs> with 50 other people in a room. Like it just kind of be depressing. I mean, unless like, you know, I guess a vaporwave concert is like something else and shopping or something like that i mean oh my god if kmart actually played that song that adam neely made i would be so happy now there's an idea for a concert is you just get like an abandoned you know big box store or something like that and just play it over the loudspeaker and you just kind of wander around and pretend you're shopping i guess that's uh an experimental vaporwave concert to an extent maybe i i don't know man just could be whatever you want make your own store buy the rights to blockbuster (laughs) you could i would just like yeah. make yes. sure every blockbuster store was like a, like a concert or like some house or some shit yeah, too bad you I can't mean, do that direct tv brought it yeah it's too bad Ugh. it's cool all right so let's uh let's keep it going here so the big story this week in the vaporwave community is haircuts for men and Ooh. specifically um, all of his music was taken down off of Bandcamp. So he posted on Twitter, um, I don't know, a few days ago, I think, um, kind of saying that all his stuff's gone and uh, he's going to have some new you know, non-sampled original music coming out sometime soon. But, you know, it's everything got taken down. So, I mean, what do you guys think about this? You know, what is what was your reaction to it when you saw it? I mean, I'm honestly not surprised. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm definitely sad that it happened, but like, with the type of music we're making, you can't just not expect to have it, like, copyrighted or not, you know, taken down by, like, some big company. Like, what, what were you expecting? No one to notice? Mm-hmm. Especially when you're I mean, actually selling physical releases. Yeah. Um, I mean, are, are you guys familiar with his music? Have you listened to a lot of it at all? To be honest with you, it, but... I'm not a huge fan. Like, the album art is the best part, but here's the thing. He doesn't really deserve to have this happen to him. I can't tell the samples from the song. The songs do not rely on the samples. I do think it's transformative. Someone had to stick up their ass or something. So so here's the thing. So, you know, when, when looking through this and trying to find out exactly what happened and what was going on with it, um, 
I, I came across someone who, who posted a link to a site. There's a, a, a website called whosample.com and you can, oh, yes. I guess, put in two different songs, put in a song and it'll tell you like who sampled it. Um, and from, I guess it's Prison Tapes um, was the album, I guess, uh, one of his songs. Um, there's a song on it that is basically identical to another song by Aphex Twin. Mm-hmm. It's just slowed down. I mean, literally, it's just slowed down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and when you kind of look at it like that, it kind of makes you think like, okay, like, like Matt said, yeah, like you're not surprised that it got taken down because, you know, you're not really doing anything to it. You're just slowing a song down. Um, I mean, like St. Pepsi, Late Night Delight, that was taken down. Mm-hmm. Little Shop, that was taken down. Like it's, it's happening. Now. But so with those ones, though, I, to, to me, those ones sound much more transformative, and there is a Definitely. lot of other work done to them compared to what Haircuts for Men did. The, the issue I have with it is it, it's really the definition of what is transformative mm-hmm. and yeah. what is considered you know, enough of a difference for it to be considered its own original work. That's honestly a hard question. I, even I cannot like answer that, and I try to find like some scrupulous detail in like everything I do, really. And and no one can, and that's the issue. And yeah. it's and it's this isn't an, an issue that's unique to, um, to just the vaporwave community. It's it's it happens throughout the entire art community, and it's been happening for for decades, and I'm sure centuries in the art community in terms of people stealing stuff, and you know what the definition is. Uh, the most the, the closest uh, example I can think of of another part of the art community would be um, the artist Richard Prince and he is famous for a photograph of the Marlboro Man the famous you know Marlboro Man cowboy um, that was used in all the cigarette advertisements you know back in the um, you know basically up until they couldn't advertise anymore and he basically took this picture kind of cropped it framed it and it's been sold for at auction for millions of dollars yeah, you know, numerous times yeah and that really isn't anything he literally um stole the work or you know the the official term in the art world would be appropriated the art and it's kind of showed it in a slightly different way but it's it's generally accepted by the community mm-hmm not the whole community are people who don't like it i personally am not a fan of it because i don't think he really did anything i think he just yeah he just like took a photo this yeah exactly he like you know took this photo oh yeah it's like saying i tapped on the glass that's art yes but you know then then you start going down the rabbit hole of what is art oh art you know i think (laughs) i got like a definition of that in some film class not sure if it's a very good definition but here we go it's anything deliberately changed by humans to give the appearance of ornamentation. So basically anything pretty that we deliberately changed. Mm-hmm. So in, in this regard with this, this picture, you know, he reframed it in a different way, which is showing it differently than what was originally intended um, for artistic value. So, you know, is that considered okay? To be honest with you, uh, no. Like, the majority of the work was done by somebody else. Mm-hmm. The entire reason people care in the context is done by somebody else. At best, it's, like, kind of a meme in a way before we had the internet. But other like than that... It's, like, a very no. early meme, yeah. 
In yeah, the, pretty know, much. Yeah. I can just Got see it. him like putting bottom text on that photo. <laughs> and and that's just I mean, and that's just one piece of his work. I mean, I've seen um, one piece in a gallery from him where it was literally a book opened up to a specific page and then placed on a pedestal on like a pedestal basically beautiful and you know it, it's like okay this is this is something you know mm-hmm. so and people you know there's a whole market i guess for that and there's a whole you know group of people that follow kind of art like that i don't totally understand it but it's it's essentially appropriating something that was created by someone else for your own use in art um, and that is again somewhat considered acceptable in the art world in the traditional sense so you know my question again goes to you know how does that relate to the music world where you know you're kind of sampling stuff and you're you're you are taking from other places but you are changing it you know in a sense Mm -hmm. i mean do you consider just like cutting out part of an image like actually changing it because you're not like doing anything different to it you're just showing part of it like, to me, again, it's it's I personally I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. I don't think it's a well thought out piece of art. However, part of art is trying to invoke some sense of of anything, some any feeling within someone, and and to get them thinking about it. And here we are, decades after this piece was done, and we're having a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in a way, that is a very successful piece of art. Yeah. Much to my chagrin. Uh, and and that's perfectly fine. And you're totally entitled to feel that way. And uh, many people share that, partially including me. Um, I'm I'm like conflicted because you know I hate it and I don't think it's it's really worthy of anything yet. I'm like, damn it, this is actually successful and really what he wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's that's the that's the conundrum here. And then you go back to the music and you have someone who has slightly altered a song and they're, you know, sharing it in one way. They're, they are selling it, um, but it is different. They did something to it to change it, to evoke a different kind of feeling to it. So, you know, one's okay, one's not okay. You know, it's, it's hard to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would hate to be the judge deciding that one, you know. Yeah. Like, bear in mind that Haircuts for Men lives in Hawaii, which is like the United States. So he's not really affected by Article 13. There is yeah. still fair use here. There is uh, state-by-state net neutrality. Yeah. But he got sued somehow. And he's, like, panicking. He's, like, taking down all of his records. He's not even, like, leaving one. It's already up. gone. I mean, it's it's done. Well, he it's, already yeah, got, like, he actually rip. got sued? No, no, no. It's heavily oh. implied. Okay. I, I, he probably didn't get sued, but I'm, like I'm assuming there was a. I, I'm assuming there was a nicely worded letter received from some attorney from a record label somewhere saying you should do this, you I should like take this th- down, or you're going to be tied up in court I'll, for the next like several years. That like um, Atlantic Records just sent him a custom cut and paste note, <laughs> and like <laughs> with, attached his girlfriend's toe magazine, to it. Magazine letters clipped yes, out of it. Yes, like, yeah, like take that. Take down your band camp now. This is why like, we got On the bottom, it's like a toe, and then it's got written in blood, sign your name here. <laughs> a toe? And then Suge Knight's going to come up to his house and be like, hey, dang one from the balcony, give me the rights back to my songs. <laughs> oh, this could be... 
Uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's it, this is such a delicate situation, and honestly, based on precedent that's been set in the art world in the past, I think he could actually win it and be okay with it. However, that would involve quite a bit of money, quite a bit of time, you know, kind of very expensive lawyer to go and do it. Um, and it's probably not worth it mm-hmm. for him to, to go and do it. Yeah. It's um, not really that fun of a thing to do. And like, no, bear in mind, the guy no. is like anonymous. He does not want to be known. We don't know much about no. him as a person. So no. like, I, I reached out to him. Like, I reached out him in... to him this week to, to see if he wanted to come and, and talk about it this week. And I, I didn't, I didn't get any response at all. Oh, uh, and I'm not, I'm not surprised. You know, he probably doesn't want to be known. He doesn't want his voice out there. Doesn't want to, you know, really even have anything beyond what he's posted on Twitter about it. He probably just wants to, wanted to disappear. I think he mentioned something about uh, coming out under a new alias. Yeah. In the next, you know, few weeks or so. Yeah, he's already so, uh, posted. Yeah, making like his own sound. Yeah, haircuts for men is, is done. There's still That's like uploads anymore. of his albums. Like people put it on Mega and stuff. You just have yeah, to it's like yeah. r slash vaporwave for it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have... He's still showing up in my Bandcamp collection. I have uh, one of really? his albums. Um, so I can still... Oh, I can still see it. Was that from but, a label? Or was it, like, directly from him? Um, I don't... know. Because I know the ones that were directly from him are, like, down. So you can't... Like, even if you, even if you bought it, you mm-hmm. can't, like, get it anymore. It's just gone. So you have to like download it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know which one I ordered it from, but it, it's still showing there. And I and I downloaded it to my uh, you know to my hard drive when okay, I good, yeah. actually bought it. So um, you know I have the copy of it. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, I um, download everything. Yeah, you kind of you might as well. Yeah. So downloading everything. If only my computer could get away with that. God. <laughs> Stupid computer. Just get the hard drive. <sighs> Extra hey, it's not like something you can just buy easily. Yeah, it's not like there's like websites that literally have tons of them just for sale. I meant, I meant like cheaply. <laughs> I have like yeah, ten billion hard drives just like sitting around in my bedroom. So, <laughs> but that, just, that's, like, my, that's my that's my own your hard fault. drives and just swim through them. <laughs> I sleep on them, <laughs> real comfortable. Nice. Yeah. So I think moving on with with this topic. So obviously. His stuff is done. You know, he's haircuts from it doesn't exist anymore. Crap. All his stuff has been taken off, has been wiped off the face of the earth. Um, what do you think this means for the vaporwave community um, beyond this, you know, moving forward? I mean, he wasn't really as big as, you know, like Macintosh Plus or St. Pepsi, but he still got sniped. So, like, they might start going out for smaller artists. Like, yeah, he just, he just wasn't yeah. as big in the community as somebody other people that got taken down so they're clearly looking out for you know their their own money he he wasn't that nearly as big as as someone like saint pepsi or mac plus or anyone like that but i mean mean, just looking at the one album i had on band have on Bandcamp, you know it's saying it appears in 1235 other collections it's not like he was obscure or anything either he wasn't like just some guy yeah 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 like, this isn't PZA just, like, blindly stealing shit. This is, like, a guy just doing some innocent sampling, and then eventually it caught on. He's like, oh, shit, I'm about to be professional. And then, like, somebody came to him. Yeah, so 
you know, he's not a big name, but he's he's big enough. Mm-hmm. He's big enough where the community is talking about it. It's not just some no name person, like you said. Um, so, you know, I don't know what this means for, you know, other other people. You know, again, like Young Bay or or Macross, who who um, they use a lot of samples, but theirs is more, I guess, DJ style for lack of a better way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their stuff is sampled, but so much of it is definitely original in there in terms of the beats and everything else um, that I guess they can get away with it. But I think the main know, issue it, was that he, he like he was selling physical copies. If, if everything was free, I don't think there would really be an issue to begin with. Mm-hmm. But then okay, that like really explains stuff. it to me. Yeah, yeah. We know, know what's yeah. interesting um, is I think Young Bay a few weeks ago recently made everything that he has on Bandcamp free. I'm taking every one of those right now. <laughs> <laughs> like everything is free. He's not charging for any downloads of any of his music. He still has cassettes and stuff. Like any physical media, obviously, is going to be charged, um, and they're still putting some of that out, but. All of the the downloads are, you know, that's it. It's free. Pay mm-hmm. what you want, but you don't have to pay anything. Oh, so my wonder heart is beating if... out my chest. <laughs> I'm going to get those cassettes. <laughs> Everything. Get all of the music. Yeah, but, pretty much. You know, you know, I wonder if something like that happened to him. You know, where they said, you're charging for this. Mm-hmm. I mean, know, given that he has like a label, an agent, and all of that like fancy shit, probably that has to be what's happening. Could mm-hmm. be, but then again, he also has a label and an agent and everything else. So you know, he has some someone there to kind of look over stuff legally and avoid that stuff. You know, and help him out and, and advise on that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, he might be doing everything legally to begin with. Just like that's true. Because I mean, every you know, what do what. <laughs> What do DJs do when they normally, you know, sample stuff and put stuff out? You know, it's this isn't new. This isn't unique to this genre. This happens in know, every genre you can think of. You mean like yeah. on a live set or? Yeah, like a live set or something like that. But there are DJs who record their stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and sell like their sets and everything. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Damn, it's just like this is not even the only medium this happens in either. Like not just music, but like you like videos and like critical videos mm-hmm. on YouTube. I see a lot of people get like taken down after like a lot of output because of like uh, fair use shenanigans. Mm-hmm. There's this one guy, um, completionist. Like he had an ex friend of his like take down the videos because he was in them and he didn't want that there. He mm-hmm. obliged, even though the lawyer said like he would probably win the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just like for a guy who was actually making them. Imagine if like a company like soured with the completionist real quick, and then decided to be like. You know what? You can't play these videos, even though it's a criticism thing. You're gonna take it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen a few people where even if they don't get ordered to take stuff down, it's like you can keep it up, but you know you're not gonna get any money from this. You know, it's gonna be demonetized, so you can't keep it on there. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with binging with Babish on YouTube. You oh yeah, I've heard the, of him. Yeah, he, I mean, he's a huge name in in youtube right now he's one of the biggest people on there but when he started out the intro to his uh his show was the um toss salad and scrambled eggs song from frazier when the show ended um which is a great song for his show 
but then he changed it abruptly one episode and everyone's like what's going on you know that was a you know they love the intro and apparently the reason was if he wanted to start monetizing his videos he had to go with a different song something that he had the rights to use and you couldn't just use that yeah so the stuff is still there but he's just not making any money off of it yeah that really sucks kind of like this old stuff too oh well yeah so like i said it didn't go anywhere but you know you obviously you know the guy needs to make money i mean that's his full-time job so he needs to you know have some kind of income on it so yeah try to get patreon <laughs> yeah you do have to have patreon yeah like i mean youtube will like demonetize you for like looking at them incorrectly <laughs> that's true yeah i mean that's kind of the running meme with with youtube creators right now is is figuring out how to toe the line on being demonetized or or not being demonetized and can we all get a moment of silence for our Lord and Savior PewDiePie getting every one of his videos demonetized? I'm going to no, bro not. fist you in the face. Not not really. I don't <laughs> no, think of I've course ever not. Watched... No, I'm not going to actually like <laughs> hit him in the face. I can't do that. Like you yeah. think I have teleportation powers or some yeah. shit? Seriously. I don't, I don't I think need... I've ever watched a single PewDiePie video. Oh. Man, I've just been getting into his stuff recently. Just like like you know the whole like beating tea series thing. After that, I don't know. I've never seen any of his stuff. The only experience I have with him is the South Park episodes. No, there's so wait. There's he like... was like parodied on South Park or something. Yeah, uh, two or three years ago, I think. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. I stopped watching it after like season nineteen. Like those plot lines, not really necessary. But I digress. Hmm. Yeah. 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 We can't let T series beat feuds. Everyone subscribe. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think it's going to be very interesting to see what we have going on in this community in the next few weeks. I think uh, this is going to send a message throughout the community. Wouldn't you guys agree? Yeah, for sure. Everyone's kind of going to be yeah, on their, their toes and, and avoid trying to avoid any kind of lawsuits or anything else like that. You just you hope that it doesn't impact it in a way where it just kind of cripples the genre. It's time for incognito mode. Oh damn! Like it's not going to. It's it's probably not going to ripple too heavily. At least not in the states or anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, well, this is state? going to suck. Because like Europe's passing that Article Thirteen bill. Japan mm-hmm. doesn't have fair use. Yeah, that's true. The, the Article Thirteen stuff is. I think that's a lot more heavy. And that's when everyone's freaking out about even just using like image macros and memes and stuff. Yeah, they're afraid they're going to get copyright stricken. Could a uh, like someone in the states get? you know their wrist slapped for some for like violating article 13 i don't think though you can't it's not a it's not legally enforceable yeah, in I the united so. states but like over the but internet. if you have something for consumption that is to be i guess the audience would be overseas mm-hmm. and you i guess intend on marketing it over there i would think that there could be some kind of repercussion for your entity over there it would have no impact on what's going on over here. Mm-hmm. Could they like the take US. down like if you put some videos up on YouTube that violate it? Could they take it down or they would? I mean, I guess they could be taken down in the EU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Still totally viewable here in the United States or other countries, but not viewable by anyone in Europe. Just use Tor. <laughs> Done. Just use Tor. Yeah, I mean that's it. Just Tor you just VPN. You know, just solve all of the copyright issues. Just use a VPN and you're good to go. Honestly, Tor delightful best it's so useful honestly even though like i live in the in the states so it doesn't really help me out too much but like 
for people not in America, I feel like that just does so much good for everyone. Mm-hmm. Especially if you actually use it. <laughs> Gotta keep yourself safe. I mean, every everyone here, they just have it. No one uses it. It's just like on their computer. And then they're like, you know, instantly on the FBI watch list, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're watching you. They'll get you if they want. One way or another. If they feel like it. If they feel like it. Don't worry. Yeah, it's like a panopticon. To... Like, they're watching you, but they're watching a billion other people, too. Like, who are they going to keep track of? They have priorities. Yeah, yeah. Just don't be the worst. Exactly. exactly. Don't murder Stay anyone. Stay middle of the road. Completely average, and you'll be good to go. Don't buy any slaves on the internet, and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess that's good advice. Just don't buy slaves, but How about just don't buy slaves, period? I think that's yeah. a solid uh, <laughs> maxim to follow. I mean, that might help a little bit, but... I don't know. It might help a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. It might. He's not sure about it at all. <laughs> Could be. Maybe. You uh, never know. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I think there's we'll, – we'll see how this turns out over the next few weeks. Um, we'll have an update on it in the next episode. Um, and I'm sure it will probably be a somewhat – something in the print issue uh, about this, some kind of small article, I would imagine. Someone will – maybe go into this a little bit more or something else develops between now and when that actually comes out. Um, do you guys have anything else to add to that? No. Not a satisfied with our discussion on this lovely topic. Nah, I don't know. Nah, I'm like really don't have much to add. There hasn't been many updates on this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's still new. I mean, it just happened a few days ago, so there's not videos all Uh, over YouTube about it. (laughs) No, no. And I don't want to be videos all over YouTube about it. Even if, like, we had enough info. Do you know how many Vaporwave YouTubers out there are? Uh, like, three. <laughs> no. That's It's Pad <laughs> Shannington. Three times. <laughs> no, but they're, uh, like, when, when St. Pepsi's video got taken down, there people start putting up videos about it. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe in a week or so we'll see one video. Yeah, I mean, this this could be an interesting experiment to see how, you know, how far-reaching his, you know, his audience was or, or how... You know how how many eyes are looking at this from outside the vaporwave community, or if yeah, anyone just, will see it from outside just, the vaporwave uh, community. Um, probably a bunch you know, of salty if, old people trying to keep their money. Could be. Yeah. Could be. I just can't wait. Well, to see, I think like, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Just can't wait to see Polyphonic <laughs> do a video on it or something. Yep. Yeah. Vox puts out a video. I could see Vox doing that. They. Or you know what? You know what? Not Vox, it'd be Vice. Vice, yeah. Vice, Vice would put out something with some like obscure headline. Yep. Um, we'll yeah. Get 10 we'll watch views. it. We'll check for the Vice headline, and we'll uh, we'll follow up on that. <laughs> Best case scenario, we'll get Frank Jeffsy or the needle drop. <laughs> okay, so um, Matt, you want to talk about our Patreon? Patreon, our Patreon is amazing. Um, so we have, I believe, five. Or five or six tiers our first tier you know just support us second one you get a i believe you get a the download um then we have our paper tiers which is nine dollars and that gives you obviously paper copy of issue four which i'm also very excited about i've been waiting like six months for this um then we have the ten dollar tier which is cool uh fifteen dollar tier this one is actually my personal favorite uh, basically, you get a paper copy plus a physical release that we're going to be putting down, putting out 
uh, and we're we're kind of deciding on whether or not we're going to make like record our own mixtape and then put that out on you know cassette and send that out but we we're probably going to be putting out some like you know we've had a couple labels contact us some artists they did some like collab albums and they might be sending them to us so i guess you just have to join the patreon and find out yeah. what it's going to be <laughs> it's a mystery it's going to be a mystery and it's for super exclusive patreon members only mm-hmm. i still have to sign up wow <laughs> don't judge <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah so um yeah definitely the patreon is a great way to support private suite magazine um and private suite in general um you know private suite is a completely community driven project everyone that is uh involved in this is doing this you know on their free time um just out of their their passion and and their um their love for this genre so by supporting us through that um through patreon um, any of the money that is raised through there is going to go basically directly right back into the project anything through the patreon is going to be supporting this project directly yeah helps everyone leave it at that yeah helps everyone yeah Mm -hmm. um you can also find us at twitter at private suite mag yep yep you can go on youtube there's nothing uh, really on there though for the most part youtube is just but you never know there's there may be some stuff that comes on there we have it yeah it's coming up it's gonna be on there soon you just wait just wait i'm gonna like post my uh epic gamer memes you'll see i just caught a fly in my hand gone sexual (laughs) (laughs) oh man i only use three fingers (laughs) humble brag you're so skilled wow you can catch a fly with three fingers (laughs) (laughs) oh man all right um what we got we got facebook twitter instagram reddit reddit youtube um, and then Tumblr. we're on Tumblr, but I don't actually Tumblr know anything too. about that. <laughs> Apparently someone made a private suite magazine Tumblr board, but I don't think anyone's used it for anything. <laughs> well, maybe you could be the first. Yeah. Someone can yeah, be yeah. the first to go and do it. So um, links to um, all of the applicable social media platforms will be in the description of this podcast. So if you want to check anything out, um, you can click down there and go connect with us. If you want to get involved with anything or have any suggestions for articles topics for discussion in the podcast um if you're an artist and you want to connect with us please reach out to us through any of these uh mediums and we'll be more than happy to talk with you um get you going on this and and you know hope you can be part of the community yeah we always have ad space available and sometimes we'll do bundles oh yeah bundles um we're doing paper copies you can buy them in bulk if you're a label and you can send them out with some of your albums or whatever you know so check that out oh it's discounted yeah. too if you buy a yeah involved. reach out to us and uh we can definitely get that set up for you if you're interested mm-hmm. yeah like i'm an cool. hey I'm um, an artist. you guys have anything else before we head out Don't well so. i'm uriel machine i'm an artist no. i take photos of the marlboro man uriel? and then i send him the pony danza does that make me one <laughs> what i mean i guess technically it could i don't want your photos Oh jeez, man! Wow. Send them. Send them. Got to hurt. Everyone. All right. Anything else? <laughs> send them to everyone that comments and subscribes. <laughs> yeah, give us your feedback. Let us know if you think that Uriel will be an artist if he sends a photo of the Marlboro Man to Matt. All right. Until next time. Cool. Yep. Thanks, Peace. guys, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Peace.
Later.